Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Off the Hook, airing on OffTheHookSports.com, your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Good morning. She is Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. You look lovely, like in a business sort of way. Well, you got like a big meeting today. You, got big, uh, you probably have like this huge interview with ESPN you're not telling me about. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't work for ESPN if they paid me a lot of money. They did me, and I did, and I regretted it. Um, so, But yeah, you do. You got that business oh, vibe go. going on. Thanks. Yeah, fantastic. All right, uh, good morning. How are you? I am doing well, a little tired. Um, how are you this morning? Same. You and I, for some reason, are both tired. As you know, I'm usually a 4 a.m. person because I like to get to the gym because if I don't do it, then it's not going to get done. And I was not a – I got up at 5.30 is the best I could do, and I will be honest with you, I went right back to bed. I got up. I – set up some um, social media posts so that you could see our stuff on offthehooksports.com and a lot of recruiting on offthehooksports.com. And then I went right back to sleep. So that's essentially what I did. So does that mean I'm more chipper because I'm drinking my monster with you before um, or without working out? Or does that mean I'm less chipper because I slept in? We'll find out for the next 90 minutes when we have a huge show. Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com will join us. 
I want to get some uh, great recruiting news that I think will be big for Tennessee in before the end of the program. And also, before all is said and done, there's something I want to tackle that got a pretty good response yesterday that I wasn't expecting. I was a little bit surprised, uh, quite frankly, at the amount of people who had strong, strong reactions um, to to a story that I wrote. So we'll get to it. Volunteer D77 says, morning. Brittany Campbell says, good morning. Uh, Crazy says, Amanda's not woke enough to work for the mouse, uh, but she's awake today. Um, I was at the ER last night so. uh, yeah you had a friend that got sick and uh but but you look fantastic you i mean that's the thing about you she sent me uh, amanda sent me a picture and i don't know why my uh overlay says that i'm amanda lafrada because i'm not um but there's only one amanda lafrada on this show you sent me a picture of you back at the alabama game that i was suspended for for the great inky johnson situation of 2006 or whenever that was and um, you, you you look like exactly the same. That could have been like a picture from like last week. Thank you. I don't feel the same. <laughs> well, you look more sober than you did in that picture. How about that? Well, that's fair. That's safe to say. I, <laughs> I am more sober than I was in that picture. Uh, Joey and Kevin say good morning. Good morning to you as well, guys. I, the, UT Martin, I have never gone into a Thursday, I don't believe, and known less about a team. So, th- th- this is a game that Tennessee is going to win, and the schedule lays out perfect. It is so nice that Tennessee and Tennessee fans haven't had to say, Hey, got to refocus on you know, Kentucky or Georgia or somebody, and you, you get to enjoy this win. It's it's really played out well for Tennessee fans. But we've got a monster show coming up. So let's go ahead and get to it. The Down and Dirty at 30 as we join you each and every weekday at 8.30. Amanda, it's brought to you by Honeybee Coffee, and it is just good coffee. It is that simple. Yeah, I mean, thank thank goodness I have some this morning. <clears throat> or I might not be here. I'm just saying. The really good coffee, it keeps you going. So thank goodness for that. Um, Brittany said, have you all seen the fundraiser they're doing for one of the UTM players? His family yes. lost their home uh, to Hurricane Ian. I have seen that. Have we retweeted that yet? Um, we, um, we need to do that. That We're more than happy to do whatever we can. And yeah, you know, it's it is funny how some of the timing of these tweets, some of the you know these these GoFundMe. There's this thing called clicktivism that uh, people will just click and say likes, or they'll they'll just share and that sort of thing, and and that's become our society sometimes way of giving back. So we we can do more than that, and I know that our fans will. So let's go ahead and retweet that. Uh, we'll just start the show with that, and that's just a terrible situation. His family loses his uh, house, and so let's let's tweet that out. And I will say one thing about UT Martin is that when you're playing these Patsy games, and I don't know if they're even going to be a thing in the future, which Amanda and I disagree on. I I would kind of like to see it be like the NFL where every game was in doubt every week. Um, Amanda's more along the lines of the way college football has been. And 
that is you're going to be better than some of your opponents currently. But if if it stays Amanda's way, where you have a couple of those teams, I love the fact that it's in-state teams, whether you're Alabama, Arkansas, or whoever you are, or Tennessee, I like the fact that you give back to your in-state programs, and UT Martin would be one of those. I'm not talking about Vanderbilt, obviously. They got more money than God. But um, I do love the fact that you play in-state teams, whether that's MTSU or UT Martin. Uh, I think that's that's pretty cool. So um, John said that family not have insurance. I don't know. Um, but I, I did see an, an, an interesting thing about Hurricane Ian that, that and I'm not going to get sidetracked on politics and, and this sort of thing, but uh, a lot of the families there did not purchase flood insurance because it has gotten so incredibly expensive. And one and, and the actual the insurance agent that is and a, there's a lot of private insurance companies now that are regional. So we're not talking about like big the all states of the world and those farmers and farm bureau in, in that area of the country because insurance had gotten so expensive. A lot of people, a lot of those companies just pulled. So it was regional companies. And this person was talking about how his personal home damage flood insurance went from in the past three years to $800 to $1,500 to $2,800. And he was an insurance agent. So he he knows the best insurance to get. And yeah, there are a lot of people that couldn't afford it. And so it's it's a bad, bad situation. But we get to the balls, uh, thoughts and prayers from off the sports and that young man and his family and anybody that was affected by that terrible situation. So down and dirty at 30, we start with the Associated Press. Uh, Tennessee is one of three teams that received first place votes in the latest AP poll. So why is that important? Because we knew that on Monday. Well, I took a quick look. And I found that there was a common theme among a lot of them. And that is that almost half of the balls, um, uh, the voters have seen Tennessee play up close. So seeing is believing, so to speak. They either covered Florida, they covered Alabama, or they covered LSU. They have uh, Tennessee number one. So the other group that was significant covered the University of Oklahoma. So they know Josh Heupel. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole situation. Now is not necessarily the time, or if you want to, Amanda, we can. It's up to you. Uh, Tennessee needs to bend over backwards to do all they can to keep Josh Heupel, and I don't think it's realistic that he leaves anytime soon. And I, I don't think it's realistic that he, he leaves based off anything that I've seen other than him losing games, which any coach can do at any point. But, Amanda, when I, I see that the Oklahoma voters have him number one, and there were three that cover Oklahoma that had Josh Heupel atop their ballot, that tells me there's talk of Josh Heupel that's still out there in a very positive way. That tells me what Caleb Calhoun alluded to yesterday, and that is that Josh Heupel is – um, was sort of forced out, was, had an offense forced upon him. He didn't want to run, and then they ended up running it with Lincoln Riley under Bob Stoops. Uh, Riley was the offensive coordinator that replaced Heupel. And um, Amanda, Heupel is, um, 
Hypo is going to be a, a commodity that people are going to come after for years. And that's what somebody posted in response to one of my tweets about the story. And it's not just college football and it's not just Oklahoma. He runs a style that the NFL thinks is very, very sexy. Um, if you look at the head coach at uh, Arizona, what, what was his name? He uh, he went from uh, the Arizona Cardinals. His name suddenly escapes me. But he went from, in a week, if you recall, being the offensive coordinator. Well, he went from fired, essentially, at Texas Tech. Offensive coordinator for a school for a week. And then he got the uh, head coach for the Arizona Cardinals because they think that that was uh, such a good fit. So, yeah, th- there's going to be opportunity out there for Josh Heupel. And that is just going to be a fact. And that is something you should – Cliff Kingsbury is who I'm referring to. Cliff Kingsbury, yes. I know exactly. I was I always get him and Kyle Shanahan confused. Like they look yes. to me a lot alike. So I get them confused. I was going to say Kyle Shanahan, but that's not correct. It's Cliff Kingsbury. So that's not – this isn't going to go away. I mean, it's it's going to be up to Tennessee to support him. And I know everybody loves Josh Heupel right now, but do we truly know um, his his desires? Are I mean, I wouldn't share that if I were him. I would only share that with with my with my agent and my wife. Is his desire to win a Super Bowl or to win a national championship? I don't know. I don't I don't know either, but if I had to guess, I don't think that he I don't think he would want to go to the NFL just based on the way that he celebrates with players, based on the way that he talks about the atmosphere and all that stuff, and based on all of that, I don't think that he would want to necessarily go to the NFL to be honest. I think he would want to stay in the college in the college league. I I, I think I think so too. I also think if he did, it would be much like Nick Saban that he wouldn't like it. So I, I you know, Nick Saban, that was not a good fit. Uh, I don't know though. If they get Drew Brees, maybe he goes on and wins a Super Bowl for the Dolphins. But I don't they, think so. I think he would have always been done. I don't. I just don't think that he liked the. I agree the whole like trying to coach a bunch of divas kind of thing. Totally agree. The other thing to remember too, is it's not viewed as it once was. The NFL is not viewed as a better job just because it's professional. The money is about the same. Um, The only reason the NFL coaches I talk to is perceived as a better job is two reasons now. And th- this is more for assistants than it is for head coaches. Because with assistants, you do get a pension. So, you know, if if you're if you're a guy who's making two hundred fifty, three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, you should be investing your money better, and you should be okay by the time you retire at sixty, or whenever you retire. But if that's not the case, then you do have a pension to fall back on, and that's that's a factor with some assistant coaches. The the other factor is you don't have to recruit. Which I can get that because, I mean, as soon as this season ends, it's not like you even get to breathe. A head football coach that wants to be elite, he's recruiting the very next day, Amanda. 
Yeah, the only problem with the whole you don't have to recruit in the NFL, and you don't, but you have to to make something of what you're handed by the GM. So if you're trying to, you know, if you have certain players that you think are are worth going after, but your GM disagrees, then he can screw that all up for you. At least in recruiting, you can choose the players that you're trying to recruit heavily. When you're, you know, a coach in the NFL, I mean, you might have some kind of, you know, input on it, but not all of it. It's up to the GM. So with that being said, this you could have a dumb GM. We've seen them in the past completely screw up a coach because they don't know talent. They can't bring in the right talent or they bring in stuff that doesn't work with the coach's, you know, offense or defense, whatever the coach is. And then they screw up the whole season because they don't have what they need to succeed. Agreed. Like, subscribe, and share. We greatly appreciate that. And we want to hear your comments as the Down and Dirty at 30 is brought to you by Honeybee Coffee. So I, I want to set up today's tough question because I had no idea I was going in this direction until last night after we posted a couple of stories, shared them on social media, and got a really strong response. So let's go ahead and get to today's tough question right now and get your thoughts on what kind of surprised me a little bit. Today's tough question is now. We do our research. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. What's the real debate? You sipping my soup, Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda LaFrada. You drinking my sake, Kimosabi? Oh my God. Today's tough question is brought to you by Andy Mason, andymasonrealestate.com. He's my realtor. He should be yours. Andy Mason is fantastic. He has some pretty good uh, principles that he works on, and that is the best service, the best price. That's all you need to know. How about that? That's Andy Mason. Don't make a thousands of dollars type of mistake. Go with andymasonrealestate.com. All right. So, Amanda, I write a story about Lane Kiffin and the fact that it is not probable, but quite possible that it could be Tennessee Ole Miss in the SEC championship game. And I say that for two reasons. Tennessee is better than I thought. You had them beating Georgia all along, which I'm going to continue to give you credit for. Maybe a little guff for if if they don't beat Georgia. But anyway, the point is, you thought Tennessee was going to be way better than advertised in the preseason. So whether or not they win that one game, you were right. And, And the flip side is Alabama, which I don't think either of us saw coming, is not as good and is beatable, obviously. Tennessee did so on Saturday. And I don't think Ole Miss is elite either. I'm not sure there's an elite team in college football for that matter, but Ole Miss could very well beat Alabama and make it to the SEC championship game. So what would a matchup of Lane Kiffin versus Tennessee for an SEC championship mean? I will tell you that I would absolutely love it because I root for stories. And that would be an incredible, incredible story. It would be unbelievable. It would be fantastic. 
I would absolutely love to see that. However, is that what Tennessee wants? Um, I'm not so sure. I thought at the time, be it the mustard bottles or whatever, that uh, Tennessee maybe got a little bit worked up. And I'm talking about the fans, not the players, Amanda. Do you think that if you're Tennessee, and I'll just ask it like this, uh, for today's tough question, if you like it, you have final say. Today's tough question, would you like to play, and phrase it however you want, Lane Kiffin in the SEC championship game or no? I mean, to me, I, I I was thinking to myself, you've already proven you can beat Alabama. I know it's tough to beat a team twice, but you would most likely play Alabama. And now, after what happened this past weekend, then it, it looks as if Ole Miss is at least a realistic possibility. Could you see anybody else out of the West winning it? No. Like, who else would you have? I don't know. Anybody else? You could add Texas and Oklahoma like the second half of the 2022 season, and they're not going to make it. I mean, it looks like the West suddenly went from this incredible, awesome thing over the past year to a bit of a dumpster fire as a whole. I mean, LSU. Yeah, LSU is a dumpster fire, and and certainly Alabama is not a dumpster fire, but a notch down from what it was. A&M has not achieved what A&M's administration paid for to this You hate to see it, too. You hate to see it. Yeah, you're not a Jimbo Fisher fan, neither am I. Okay. Uh, Brittany says, I would be interested to see if we could contain their run game. Crazy said, I'm praying for that to happen. The Mustard Bowl for the SEC title. Kevin saying, that would be an astounding yes. Wow, so it's not even close. I just kind of thought that it would be best for Tennessee to just slide in there, play somebody that's not Ole Miss, win a championship, and just roll on. This is if they beat Georgia, all of this, obviously. But it sounds like people are telling me that I was way off base, which I can be from time to time, and that playing Lane Kiffin for a championship would be absolutely monstrous uh so we, we've got lane kiffin tagged he'll we'll, we'll we'll see what he says the thing about lane that's so weird to me is there are pro- he probably has and i say this almost half jokingly but half serious he Go probably ahead. has about what what did you say what what did you yes he probably has eight to twelve plays in his back pocket just for Tennessee that he's already designed and he wouldn't run until that game. Because if I looked at his Twitter feed yesterday when I was writing this column. So if you're on the outside looking in, you kind of say to yourself, oh, well, I'm sure he tweets about everybody, every other team in the SEC. No, he doesn't. He's obsessed. He, He tweets about Ole Miss and Tennessee. Sometimes Alabama. Okay. Well, yes. Occasionally. And, and most recently, Alabama getting beat by Tennessee and Nick Saban's reaction. So obsessed is ob- stupid. Obsessed is probably the right word. Yeah. But, but why obsessed. is it? Did, did, but why? 
Why obsessed? Is it the fact that he regrets leaving Tennessee? Is he just having fun? We visit with Blake Topmeyer from Gannett. He's the SEC columnist, and he's he kind of implied that it's just kind of for funsies. Yeah, I don't see that. I mean, I understand it's for funsies, but Lane Kiffin is like the ultimate troll. And so I get that he's trolling Tennessee, but I think he is more obsessed with Tennessee because they were obsessed with him for so long and now they're not. And so now he doesn't, I don't think he knows how to react to that. You know, I think it it's after the mustard bottle incident of last season, no one's really cared much about Lane Kiffin anymore. And I think that he's kind of missing that, I guess, a little bit. So he's trying to like poke the bear kind of thing, but nobody cares anymore that's a Tennessee fan because everybody is rah, 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 Josh Heupel. Um, and and rightly so, but it's it also may be because Josh Heupel has kind of taken what Lane Kiffin kind of started this this prolific kind of offense and perfected it. Like he's done more with less, if that makes sense. And and it's an unstoppable now now Tennessee's unstoppable. Anybody that ran Josh Heupel's type offense, defenses can't stop it. And so he's kind of done what Kiffin has always been praised for, but made it so much better. And I think maybe Kiffin's a little jealous, a little bit. I could see that. I could see that. And I will tell you this. I think Lane Kiffin has an A-plus mind when it comes, or an A-A-plus mind when it comes to uh, offensive play calling, offensive play design, and all that. I think Josh Heupel's a little bit better. And I say that not to endear myself to anybody on the message boards or anybody that's watching the show. I'm just telling you what, what I see. I see guys running bare and wide open more often when I watch Josh Heupel and I go back and watch some of his tape and um, really have an opportunity to to watch things other than the football. I, I, I see I see a better offense. I really do. And, and and let's remember this. Lane Kiffin, the, one of the big notches on his belt, has won a national championship at Alabama as the offensive coordinator. As Nick Saban agreed to to flip the script and go from the tough pound and running game to uh, throwing the ball around the park a little bit more often. That's what Nick Saban did. Lane Kiffin did that with a bunch of talented players as well. So... Josh Heupel has talented players. I'm just telling you at the end of the day, when I watch the two and I watch their offense, I think Josh Heupel's a better coach. Yeah. I mean, I that's I don't think that's even you can even argue that. I mean, look at what Heupel's doing at Tennessee and look at the, you know, what he was left with. I mean, honestly, what he was left with. And I and I compare him to Saban, not in their coaching styles but the way that they turned a program around, you know, you had at Alabama, you had Mike Shula and he left that, or he was booted out of that program and and not, not a great standing. And at Tennessee, you had Jeremy Pruitt and he was booted out of that program and not a great standing. And in two years, Heupel has come in and flipped it just like Saban did in two years, flipped it. That that takes an incredible coach, 
I mean, honestly, it just does. If t- and and Blake Topmeyer, who we referred to, wrote a column that I missed last week leading into the Alabama game. Had Lane Kiffin, if you remember, that was the Mount Cody where he blocked a field goal with his gut. Um, yeah. if if Tennessee wins that game, which by the way, Lane Kiffin, love him or hate him, mismanaged at the end. They should have tried to get about 10, 15 more yards. They had time and they ran the clock down from about 14 seconds to two to kick the field goal. If they win that game, does he leave Tennessee? Yes. I think I think so too. He's think- leaving no matter what. USC came calling and he left. I'm sorry. That was his dream job. And and that's where he went. And I don't honestly I don't blame Lane Kiffin for doing that. I wouldn't blame anybody for leaving somewhere that to go to their dream job. You know, I, ju- I just wouldn't. Now, whatever. That's why you're here. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. Well, whatever, you know, qualms you have. And, and Lane Kiffin is, is a troll. He is on social media all the time. But whatever qualms you have about Lane Kiffin, I think most Tennessee fans have said, you know, screw it, it's over. We're done with it. We're, we're not wasting any more energy on it. And... I think Lane Kiffin can't stand it that he's not the center of attention anymore. So the choice is, would you want to see Tennessee versus Ole Miss in the SEC championship game? Nope. No Kiffin. Not really. That'd be cool. Absolutely. Go ahead and vote now and give us your input on the message board. And we would love to hear that. Go to nutritional world, by the way, nutritional world. They have the best supplements and they are, very particular about what supplements they carry. So you have quality and you have one of the best e-commerce stores in the entire United States of America when it comes to getting things shipped out, getting taken care of. Go to nutritionw.com, nutritionw.com. That's Nutrition World. And as I say, try to say each and every day, sometimes it slips, but everybody that we do business with and everybody that's on our website or that we talk about on this daily show that starts each weekday at 8 30 eastern we believe in or have done business with them or if we needed their services we would certainly reach out to them in an absolute heartbeat and nutrition world is where i get my my supplements so would you like to see a little lane kiffin rematch as far i'm gonna just tell you as far as the tweeting and stuff to say, okay. he said recently, oh, I just, he said that on Tuesday during, maybe it was Wednesday during the SEC uh, teleconference. He said, oh, well, I just, um, uh, somebody sent that to me. I just tweeted it out. Bull. That's not, it wasn't flippant. This is a guy who was trying to get in line for Ed Orgeron's job while Ed Orgeron still had the job. At LSU, and that was one of his good buddies. I know that from a very good source. This is a guy who tried to get the Florida job before they made a change. So don't tell me for a second that he's just flippantly, oh, look what I ran across. Like I might, if I had a picture, you know, a year from now, six months from now, I might send out a picture of me and Amanda at our first SEC media days. That is just flippantly sending out a picture just for funsies. That the, the, the Tennessee pictures... Are not that it's either to troll or it's either to stay relevant. There's something behind it, 
And I honestly have not been able to figure out exactly what it is. Back in two minutes, Chris Landry of Landry Football. Hang with me. Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This is Al's Dish Barbecue Supply, so come on in. See all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help, so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, but Chattanooga goes to grill. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. What? <laughs> well, I miss the music bumper right at the moment that you grunted. So well, I was trying to move my chair up. And the rejoin was. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> that was your rejoin. It wasn't this guitar-driven song. It was. Oof. Oof. Well. <laughs> Welcome back. Chris Landry joins us here momentarily. Do you want some Lane Kiffin? What is the likelihood of that? Also, Me? Well, I know what you would want. You would like to see that storyline. At least I think you would. No, it'd be an awesome storyline. And if you're a Tennessee fan, I think you'd rather have a Lane Kiffin than a than Alabama neck, like another Alabama. I think you just, just I think you just assume him 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 not happen. I'm just I, I'm just gonna be real, real frank with you. I, I just why overcomplicate things? Things are going really well. Boy, can you imagine Tennessee fans if that's how they if that if that's how the season ended? That would be heartbreaking to what? lose to Lane Kiffin in an SEC championship game. Uh, Chris Landry joins us now, brought to you in part by The Mattress Place. The Mattress Place, no gimmicks, 30 to 70% off each and every day. Tell them Off the Hook Sports sent you. The Mattress Place is Marine Corps veteran-owned and just two miles from Henley Street Bridge, so it's close to downtown. And The Mattress Place is phenomenal. Great people. Chris Landry joining us now. So, 
Chris, I write this column yesterday on offthehooksports.com, and it's just about be careful what you wish for playing Lane Kiffin. And I'm not saying Tennessee fans, if if they were to play Lane Kiffin in the SEC championship <laughs> game, and you know we're playing big ifs and buts, candies and nuts. Um, but I just thought, you know, Tennessee is cruising right along. You don't need him involved in the storyline. And boy, did I misread the fan base. Everybody wants another shot at Lane Kiffin. <laughs> yeah, they, they want. Yeah, no, that's that's true. They probably uh, they, they've had their shot at Alabama. You know, it's funny because I'm sure the Alabama fans want a shot at Tennessee again. You know, or who knows? Uh, yeah, that's that's um, look. I mean, uh, they they <laughs> got fans that hold a grudge. They got fans that really hold a grudge, and they're Tennessee fans. <laughs> they really on a different level. Look, I. I get it. Look, here's the thing about it. It's um, and, and I'm not going to tell fans how to look at it because that's not my place. I'm not uh, I'm not a fan. Uh, but I just say this, that for Tennessee, we've talked about it. Things have fallen right for them and they've got a really good team. Just take care of your business. You know, just get there. I mean, you, you know, want, wanting someone in the SEC championship game where you got a lot of work to do before you even get there is – you know, is exactly what usually happens when you get brought down to earth. So uh, that's that's not – it doesn't really matter what the fans think. Hope that doesn't permeate through the team. And I don't think it is. You know, just, just take care of business. You know, don't get sloppy this week because you're going to win the game either way. You just want to get, get things on the right track because I can tell you this, Kentucky's going to look at this the same way that Tennessee looked at Alabama. So, you know, you just – you got to take care of that. Then you got a Georgia team that's going to be a big challenge. And then, you know, uh, it's it's going to be very difficult if they've got to beat uh, – I mean, I don't think they're uh, – you know, if they got to beat Alabama again, uh, that's going to be very difficult. Um, and, and if they've got to play Ole Miss, that's not going to be easy. It gets more difficult because the challenges, there's more pressure. Tennessee, I know they were – pressure to finally get the monkey off their back last week, but now it's a different pressure. It's well, Tennessee is, you know, they're, they're the playoffs. I mean, you know, it's like, it's almost like, well, they, they've got the title this year. How many are they going to win in the next five, Chris? I mean, it's like, it's just really <laughs> off the charge. It's like, just, you know, my experience is just, just take it as it is. And, and of course that's, that's more of a coaching thing and not a fan thing, but that's often why fans just get, you know, totally out of whack. Well, I don't understand it. Why? Because you don't handle success and a lot of teams don't. So now this is a different role for this Tennessee program. That's been in a long time where they're going to be a favorite here, you know, against Kentucky. And then, you know, they're going to be a lot of people that think they're good enough to beat Georgia and on the road and some that don't, but there's going to be a lot of pressure to don't ruin what's been a great season and all the breaks and all the good things that you've done. You know, so I, I, to me, I, I think uh, worrying about Lane Kiffin or Nick Saban or Kirby Smart or anybody else, just just take care of Tennessee's business is what my advice would be. But, uh, you know, fans can do whatever they want because it doesn't it doesn't really matter. It's just the, the players and the coaches. Uh, I think they, they see it differently. Let me ask you about the psychology of, of one thing about that. So from my conversations – and we would like people to like, subscribe, and share, and they can see Chris <coughs> Chalk Talk. 
We do three of those a week, and boy, you want inside, you're going to get it. Go to LandryFootball.com as well. But, Chris, I don't think from my conversations with Cooper Mays and Jacob Warren that there is going to be a psychological drop because they have had success and there is more pressure on them. That's just the feel I get from talking to them. I think this is a very well-grounded team, even after the Florida win, even after the Alabama win. However, I do believe there's something they can't control, and that is they're not going to sneak up on anybody anymore. That that those days are over, and now that they've got some number one votes, you know whoever it is, UT Martin, mm-hmm. South Carolina, they realize that uh, this could be their their Super Bowl, right? And, and I wonder is that a real psychological factor for opponents? Have you been either a part of those teams that wanted to knock off a big dog, or have you been the big dog that had the target on its back? Then both. And here's the thing. Um, it's not that they're going to take people lightly, and they're certainly not going to say we're going to take people lightly. It's how you prepare. It's, you know, it's, it's weeks like this where, you know, you've won. It's big, and, you know, it's not as big a game. It's a letdown. You know, it, it won't affect whether they win this game or not, but you can start to ingrain bad habits. Any for human beings. You know, I could sleep in a little bit more today. It's, it's not as big a day. And, and you know, then, then you do it again and again. All of a sudden, it's a pattern. You, all of a sudden, now you're in a game against Kentucky, and it's in middle of the third quarter, and they got a seven-point lead on you. And then, you know, how do you handle that? You got pressure that's a little bit different than before because you're supposed to win. And, you know, all of that this factors in, and you don't know how you're going to respond to that until you're in it. Uh, no one just sits there and says, yeah, look, we, you know, it's, it's a, it's experience that you got to go through. You got to kind of go through the fire a little bit to kind of, kind of deal with the heat. And I, I fully expect them because they've got a lot of veteran leadership on the team. This is a really good team. And I think some of the key components that, that they have in place, they can, they can have a lot of success the rest of the way, but it's not about taking people lightly. It's about, how do you respond in your preparation that's going to lead to it? And you got to remember that people are going to, when you have success, it's human nature to stay the course. What we've done is worked. And, it, and it's sometimes when you teach guys, they, it, it happens all the time. When you make mistakes and you win, there's just not the motivation to change because we got the result. We got the prize at the end of the game. When you, when you lose, it's, it's, it's too late to go back and correct that game, you know, and to change the outcome of that. So I think a lot of times that you don't want to, everyone's going to make adjustments. They, they're certainly going to see what Tennessee did against Alabama Kentucky will, and, you know, and, and if Alabama plays them again, and Georgia, they're all going to see that. So the the stakes get higher, and the performance is going to have to be better. I said it, you know, every week that they're going to have to play better, you know, than they did, you know, against Alabama to, to beat Georgia and to get to – it's just going to have to be a constant elevation. And so can they do it? It's not just, well, they beat Alabama. They haven't done that forever, so everything else is a given. It doesn't work that way. It's going to take a lot of effort, a lot of attention to detail, um, and even better play than has been had to this point. 
And you tend to buy into how good you are when people are saying, well, you know what? They deserve to be ranked number one. And they're this and that. Nobody deserves anything because nobody's earned anything yet. It's about what you do through the entire course of the season. And then you can sit there and say, we did. The minute you start thinking that you deserve this and that, um, then all of a sudden, you know, that's when you get knocked off. And then you can see you're forgotten immediately, just as quick as you're, you're celebrated, you're forgotten. So that's just the message I would give. And because it's the message that we always gave to our players in these situations. So I know we talked about ifs and buts and how that's, you know, that's just neither here nor there, but I'm going to keep going with the ifs and buts. So our, <laughs> our today's tough question was, who would you rather see if Tennessee goes to the SEC championship, Ole Miss or Alabama? As from a coaching perspective, which how, do you how think? How far ahead of ourselves are we, Chris? Okay, yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, for, forget everything I said. Let's just go right at <laughs> yes, it. No, I'm, I'm but, just, and to hell with here, Landry. Let's just who, yes, let's but, break but, down the Ole Miss Tennessee game right now. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. From a coaching it. perspective. Yeah, no, I get like, it. No. Which which team would you think Tennessee would rather face? A, another round with Alabama or Ole Miss? I don't think they want Alabama again. Although I think they match up pretty well right now with Alabama secondary the way it is. Um I think Ole Miss, you can – I think the difficulty is um, Ole Miss's tempo kind of uh, in their running game uh, is a challenge, and I think that would be present its own set of challenges. I don't think they want Alabama again. Here's the thing about it is they played a really good game against Alabama, and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't flawless. They can play better, Tennessee I'm talking about. But if you play Alabama again on a neutral site, um, and, and we're going to have to see Alabama the rest of the way. Are they going to commit 17 penalties and they're going to make the same mistake? I mean, if they do, bring on that Alabama team again. But, you know, it's not like, you know, I thought Alabama played maybe their worst game of the year, even more so than AM and Texas in terms of the mistakes were even more um, – repeated and yet you know they had a chance to win it i don't look tennessee you know doesn't care but but for me if i were looking at it from tennessee standpoint and and i'm saying okay what's the best chance for them to get to the conference championship game and who's the best i I don't know that i would want to play alabama again if i were tennessee because i think you're going to see a better alabama team and very rarely do you beat Alabama. Do you beat them twice in one year? That's it's really rare. So um, I think of the two, they'd have better chances against Ole Miss. Um, but again, and I think from a strategic standpoint, there's some things that match up well with Tennessee against Alabama secondary. However, I still think if Alabama plays a cleaner game, they probably win last week. They didn't. That's the whole point is – who plays a cleaner game? I always say, who does what? I, I think that uh, there's a, a really good chance that Alabama cleans things up. Maybe wrong this year, but I've seen them do it too many times to where they get better and better and better and clean things up. I don't know that I'd want to play Alabama on a neutral field in a revenge game because that serves right into Alabama's wheelhouse of motivation. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know if you can take these stupid. I'm trying uh, so much. Dating sites off of the screen. I try to block them, and somehow. Hold on, I don't have my glasses on. What? What is this? Oh my uh, gosh, this is embarrassing. How do you move it? I don't know. I blocked it, and somehow it put it on the screen. I apologize to all of you out there. God. Uh, I hate these. I, I spend thirty minutes a day taking adult websites off of our stuff and now i've somehow put them on the show so i, I i'm going to figure it out and uh just i'll just take me down for a second but let me ask you this so mandy you got the next question out of this is embarrassing and um, this is an awkward transition but let's go for it <laughs> golly swap left swap right do whatever you want to do in your own time just don't do it during the show all right so chris let me uh I, what would you? What do you think of a potential Ole Miss Alabama matchup? Well, yeah, we're, we're going to get it. Yeah. We're going to get. We're going to get that here. Um, look, I think that. Um, no, it's on me. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we. Uh, yeah, no, I am really that Ole Miss Alabama. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Um, I, look, I think I still think Alabama's in 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 better position. I think Alabama matches up better say against Mississippi state this week, I think Alabama is, is a more complete team. I think that defending the pace of Ole Miss is their tempo. Cause they have a fast tempo as well. Uh, but it's about the run game. I think that's going to be a little bit more challenging. I don't think Ole Miss throws it well enough uh, as well as Tennessee. I, I think I, I mean, I like Alabama to win out personally. I think they'll win this week and I think they'll beat Ole Miss um, you know, but it's Ole Miss and LSU that are the two teams that are most capable of beating Alabama on the rest of their schedule before, you know, they get to a conference championship game. So uh, I think they beat Ole Miss. But look, all bets are off if Alabama keeps, you know, committing 15 penalties a game. You know, there's a lot of things could happen this week and future weeks. But I, I think that'll be cleaned up. I think over time that is cleaned up through repetition, but we'll see. Well, I finally got those off. I'm sure you said a bunch of great things, Chris, but I was more worried about the adult site that was on. Hey, it wasn't. Face. It wasn't on, that good on my face. <laughs> like, let's, let's not say that. Let's not it, say it was that. An adult site, right across. Okay, so um, Chris, Tennessee. If if you're Tennessee, and let's face it, this is UT Martin. They're going to win. Give me the top two or three things that Josh Heupel would like to get accomplished, would like to work on. Perhaps that's personnel, uh, getting a particular player to improve a little bit. Perhaps that's uh, adding something to the playbook, perfecting something that maybe we have seen. What would you? What are two or three things, if you're Josh Heupel, you would like to accomplish other than beating Tennessee Martin, which they're going to do? It's already happening. It's what you need to do in practice. Okay, getting the focus back, getting back to reality, that's a general thing. Okay, how do you do that? There, there are a couple of things that you do. You, I, I like to do this, and at this late stage of, of the season, you might not want to do this, but I think you might want to be maybe put the pads on a little bit more to get, to get a little bit of the focus. You will put some things that – Alabama, that uh, Kentucky and Georgia run into your game plan this week without inserting it as Kentucky and gotcha. in, in, in Georgia stuff. 
but so you begin to work on it a little bit and you begin to, to me, it's about attention to details. Uh, this would be the week that I'd be the hardest on them in practice because it is going to be the week that they're going to be feeling themselves a little bit. Again, they're not going to say it, but you see it in practice. It's a, you know, not, not a sharp running from drill to drill and just, they don't have the pep in their step. And, you know, it's those things that make you a step late that you ingrain bad habits. So you're going to pay attention to details. So you run your system, you work a few things, you put a few things on tape that people may look at in Kentucky and Georgia, and you work that and you, you try to be as sharp as you can, you know, limit the mistakes, the turnovers and, and, and just the penalties. But the most important, when I talk mistakes, it's not just those mistakes. And then when I say like Alabama made mistakes, it's not just the penalties, it's just missing your landmarks and coverage, being aligned wrong with the wrong technique. You've got your wrong foot forward. You know, uh, you, you, those are things that are details that can become habit forming, good or bad. Practice doesn't make perfect. It makes permanent. So, you know, you got to have perfect practice and you got to stress that. So that's what I'm doing all week. And that's going to lead to whatever the score is going to be this week. And it's going to lead to sharper preparation to kind of, get things on track for next week to, you know, uh, be in groove in a routine to, uh, you know, Dave, it's, it, it, Amanda, you guys know this must be, if you work out, it's, it's, there are days you don't want to work out. I don't yeah. want to do it again, but if you don't do it, then it's easier to not do it more often. And so if you're working out five days a week, you know, then before you know it, it's two days a week and it's, it's just you've got to do that. And if you do that and you do it in a way that this it's not about this opponent, it's about us. And if we're going to be great, you've got to do things great all the time. And you've got to focus on that so that you can be great when it's the fourth quarter against Georgia or Kentucky or whatever. Those things are built in a day to day practice. Great. Uh, uh, Bill, good morning to you on our message board. And I want to remind you that Chris Landry's appearance brought to you in part by Biles Automotive Group. They are an authority right there on Callahan Drive. Biles Automotive Group is about integrity. They want, they need, and they appreciate your business. So whether it's a great car selection and you want to make a purchase and get a great deal and uh, deal with integrity and they stand behind it, or it's the service department that, that you need to be taken care of with your car, they'll do it. Do you have fine, fine service at Miles Automotive Group? So, Chris, when I heard Darnell Wright moving from left tackle to right tackle, I was like, oh, oh you're getting too fancy. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me of the Dave Claus and flip-flopping offensive lines a little bit. I know it's not the same thing, but I thought, why move him when he's a proven commodity at left tackle to right tackle? Well, as is oftentimes the case, I was proven dead wrong. That, is, uh, that has worked out extremely well. Why has it worked out so well? And why do you think they did that in the first place? Move Darnell Wright from left tackle to right tackle. Because he, he's winning awards uh, and hearing from Cole Kubelik and all this. He's winning awards I've never heard of. Um, well, and, and, you know, we talked about it during the summer or right. you know, I mean, sometimes in, in August when they were deciding it. And I discussed why they were doing it at that point. They're trying to get because they don't play the tight end very often in an online position. 
they need what I would call left tackle feet on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Um, they need to be able to protect edge rushers. And these were the two most athletic guys. And the, the, the reason for the move is just that these were the two most experienced technique sound athletic tackles that they have. And so they wanted to get them on the field. Um, it's different, you know, back, you know, when you with Clawson or even with, with Philip, Philip wanted to get the best five linemen on the field, but they, it was a run blocking unit mostly. And so they, they could put tackles at guard and guard at tackle. But in the passing system uh, that this is and, and the, the, the run game and getting good angles, you've got to have really good foot quickness. So they've got two guys that can do that and they're really technique sound. So if you don't have that, then you have a complete different dynamic. You can't drop back and have the time to throw the football and you can't get the ball deep. What do they like to do? They like to go deep a lot, right? Well, you can't do that if you have, you don't have good protection. So, you know, if you got to keep a tight end in the block to help, you got a problem. So they wanted to get their best athlete, uh, athletes at the, the tackle position on the field at the same time. So that's why they did it. He did it very well. Uh, and they're doing a very good job, and they're coaching them very well. They've got a really good line coach. But the, the thing that adds to that on top of all of that, uh, it's not a but, it's an and. This is a system that I don't think people give enough credit to the fact of their commitment to the run game. Mm -hmm. And so what they do is by running the football, you manipulate to defensive fronts. You slow down pass rushes of defensive fronts. If they got to set the edge in the run game, they can't tee off. This is not a drop back, five, seven step drop back team. So that puts more pressure on the tackles. This is quick tempo. This is good angles. The defensive line is going to always be more tired than the offensive line. The offensive line doesn't have to run very far. The most they got to run is from point A to point B between snaps. Defensive line's gas. You run tempo, and the ball comes out quick, and you run an RPO, it's easier to run. You know, so we talk about this being a quarterback-friendly system. It's also, I think, an offensive line-friendly system. It is not to say that these anybody could do it because that is not the case. These are really good guys that's aided by the system and the style that makes them different level good. But I'm going to tell you something. Breaking down the tape, there are some in the run game. I mean, right not only in the pass game, man, he did a great job down blocking and driving guys off. So they're playing with a lot of confidence. But I think all of that gives you an understanding. They're good. They're athletic. They're physical. They're strong at the point of attack. Also with a system that allows them a chance to be even more successful because a lot of people – drop aid and don't bring a lot of guys. But even when they they face some stunts, they do a good job uh, inside. And you, you have Cooper Mays on. He doesn't get enough credit, and the guards don't get enough credit for making sure that they shift off uh, free blitzers and stunt guys. They really communicate very well up front. We see all the time, and we're going to just uh, switch a little bit over, mm -hmm. over here. So we see all the time – accolades going to you know Bryce Young and you know as you pointed out Will Rogers Will Levis we saw how bad Kentucky looked without Will Levis I mean they lost to South Carolina terrible anywho 
how important is Hendon Hooker in this offense? Because I don't think he gets he gets credit as in, ooh, Hendon to win the Heisman. But I think a lot of people say, well, he's so good because Heupel made him that way. And Heupel's so, you know, so great offensively. But he takes care of the ball. I mean, we've seen that time and time again. So how important is Hendon Hooker in this offense? Very. Uh, because, yes, this offense creates spacing. It creates, mis- it creates mismatches that makes for some easier throws. But you, because of the tempo, he's having to run it, Hendon is, at the line of scrimmage. So he has to learn it and know it, not completely like Josh does, but what he is the game plan that he has to run and his reads, he has to be spot on or else it wouldn't work. So if you took a guy that um, is not as good at making the right reads, then all of a sudden – a big time throw, which people focus on. That was a great throw. Well, it is, but what's even bigger or just as important is the read pre-snap or else they don't even recognize certain things. I think um, he's really good at that. So he's, Josh deserves a ton of credit. Yes, it is quarterback friendly, but quarterback friendly doesn't mean any quarterback can do it. It just makes it a little bit easier to see and read and understand but it takes a lot of reps. It takes a lot of time. And what people don't know about Hendon is, you know, he's a great young man. I think people know that. But people don't know how hard he works, how much extra time he spends in understanding what he's looking at. That matters a tremendous amount. It does. Um, guys that are good guys, that are talented, that, you know, come in when they're supposed to and leave when they're supposed to, they usually are limited. It's the guys that spend the extra time. You want to know how Joe Burrow went from a guy that was pretty good to elite, a lot of talent around him at LSU in 2019. His last year there, he had one class, graduate class, and he did it, uh, what do you call it, the online before COVID. I mean, I mean, it was, I don't know if it was before COVID. It was online. He got up in the morning. He was in the office at six o'clock with coaches and he didn't leave at night. He ate there. He did. Those are the things that, that separate you. And I mean, Matt Leiner did that at USC. Hendon is not doing all of those things, but, but he's doing a lot of those things that I think no one ever sees or understands because they're out of sight, out of mind, but it's those little things that makes him special. And it's why he protects the football because he knows where to go with it. And more importantly, he knows where to not go with it. Right. And somebody said, so Hooker is a film room junkie. That's good. That's why we have Chris on. Chris talks to a lot of different coaches and has insight that I think uh, sometimes is even more insightful than he realizes at, at times. So, yes, he, he is a film room junkie. That's exactly what Chris was Chris was saying. As far as his deep ball in particular, and I, I, I the reason I love you, Chris, is you won't go the John Chavis route. John Chavis used to always say, I don't make comparisons. But as far as Hendon Hooker's deep ball, does it remind you of anybody? It is just a beautiful arcing ball that, man, ranks right up there in terms of – he didn't throw every ball great, but that ball in particular, does that remind you of anybody? Who are some of the best deep ball throwers you remember? Well, um, I'm going to tell you right now, and he's not having a good year at all in the NFL, but Russell Wilson is a good deep ball thrower, and it's mm. part of the problem that – 
they're, they're having right now is he they're not getting enough of that and and but that's I don't want to that he's really good there there've been some to me the best deep ball throwers are the ones that understand timing and that understands arc i mean dropping it in um Hannon has a great sense for that he's better at that than the crossing routes and you know because sometimes you know even on the on the the back shoulder fade, it's a little bit off and, and on the slant route, it's, it's on the hip and instead of, you know, in front at times, um, you know, he missed a couple of throws, you know, last week, you know, that, that, uh, but the deep ball, particularly on the nine route. Okay. So that's just something that just suits his eye. So the deep ball in the post, it's okay. But on the nine route, Explain the, got, explain okay, the, the nine. I'm sorry, the, the, the go route, just the straight go route. So they run those wide splits and they just run streak, a streak right down. And so it's a drop the ball, you know, three yards inside the numbers, and the the receiver, which has got speed, is gonna beat the guy, let the receiver get under it, but give him enough arc to work under it because if it's too flat, well, then it bypasses him. You've got to give him a chance. He does that very well. Well, the reason he does it, he li- he likes that route. He works that route, and he knows that it's a pretty safe route. So, again, this is one. You beat the guy deep. You throw it. Look at him. It's When he misses, it's long. It's rarely short. If it's short, it can be defended or intercepted. If it's long, it's an incompletion. You try again. So he works that a little bit more than any, and it, it kind of suits his skill set because he's got a good arm, but he understands how to get good arc on it. Um, but he's not as good getting as much arc on some of the intermediate routes, which is going to be an issue next level that he's going to have to work on. But uh, that's what makes him good on that, that, that nine route. We'll, we'll call, there's a route free, sure. and I apologize for that, that so – when we when we talk about it, that's the nine route, the seven's the post, but but the the, the streak route. Thank you for for asking me to clarify because sometimes I just forget that stuff. No worries, no worries. Uh, Chris, you got stuff cooking at LandryFootball.com, and uh, your contributions covering the SEC are fantastic on our YouTube channel. So people need to like, subscribe, and share. You'll get insight. You're just not going to get uh, anywhere else. Kevin said, "Let me just throw this at you." Yeah. Kevin said uh, Hendon reminds me of uh, Warren Moon, who I I will still say, I don't know that I see that as much. I think Warren Moon was one of the best passers of my generation when I was a fan of football. And in that little 10-year period, just ultra-uber fan, watched 12 hours a day. I thought Warren Moon is an incredible passer. You see any? Yeah, I I had had Warren and uh, Houston. No, I don't see the comparison. Uh, Hendon's more athletic. Hendon's better on that night, that deep ball route, but but Warren was much better at getting the ball out on time and much more accurate with a variety of routes underneath. Uh, Warren was phenomenal at the University of Washington, um, as, as a passer, and took him to the Rose Bowl and just just great teams. Um, uh, unfortunately, he had to go into the, the Canadian Football League to kind of prove himself as a quarterback that worthy of playing in the NFL. It's what happened in those times, unfortunately. And he was fantastic. I thought that he developed even better in the CFL 
because of the speed of the game and, you know, the three downs and the wide open. And when he came into the NFL, got to remember, Hugh Campbell was hired. He was the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos, was hired with the Houston Oilers. And he convinced them to bring uh, Vince Bud Adams and Lad Herzog to bring them to Houston. And, and the rest, as they say, is history. But the run and shoot, um, which is a little bit, um, has some, the, 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 uh, the air raid has some derivatives of that. And I'm talking about like the Mike Leach air raid stuff. I think Warren was, uh, was a lot better at some of the intermediate routes. Hennon was, was uh, better on that nine route. He was, he put even more arc on it. So yeah, I don't, I don't see the comparison there between the two. Um, quite frankly, I think Hennon's a little bit unique in that regard. And Hennon's a little more athletic. Warren couldn't move. Uh, I mean, he's a pure drop back guy. I mean, he could move, but yeah, he was a pure drop back guy. Hendon, this is a zone reach system, and it's a, it's a completely different offense. So uh, a little bit a lot different there. Great stuff, Chris. Um, if you decide that you want to, um, if, if you decide you, you need any of the links for the adult uh, uh, dating sites that were on there, I can go back and look them up and send them to you. If you, if you decide you're out there, you know, playing the field again. So. You, you, you know, that's uh, that's quite all right, McCray. You know. <laughs> Appreciate you looking after me, but uh, we're good. We're good. We never know. Thanks Thank a bunch. And, Thank you, Chris. Uh, Amanda, keep him in line as best you can. I, I don't know what to say. I'll, I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave him in your your hands here. God bless everybody. Orange, <laughs> orange blood. Thank you, Chris. Orange blood saying, you know, you made it when the sex bots bomb your chat, and they did. God, I love and, it. and for some reason, I accidentally put them on our main screen, right across my face. So, but we got past that and we're glad. And um, that was uh, a little embarrassing and I did blush a little bit, but I've moved on. I've regained myself and I want to remind you that Zool Beer Company is the official craft beer of Off the Hook Sports. XUL Beer Company, that's XULbeer.com and it is fantastic. Great place downtown where you've got parking, believe it or not, and you've got worldwide award-winning craft beer. It is unbelievable. You give me two minutes, and I'm going to give you this day in Tennessee sports history and more. Your chance to win stuffs right after this off the hook sports. It's Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasty's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasty Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas, fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. 
We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Today in sports history, putting things in perspective, exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old. When you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. New kids on the block just called. They wanted you as a backup dancer. There's a part of me that hates the video element of this. Yes, I ate a bottom of my egg burrito during the break. Could you tell? I was trying to lean sideways and not look like I just put a big mouthful of burrito in my mouth. Well, you didn't lean sideways very well. Yeah. Oh. I've tried. Uh, Brittany says, I've started compiling these for November. You better, Brittany. Sure you better you. not miss Chris's comment. What was Chris's comment? Dave, if Tennessee beats Georgia, will you take a dive in the Tennessee River in a checkerboard speedo? I bet he would be happy to. I tell you what I'll do. Oh god, no, I'm not gonna wear a speedo because I have lost a lot of weight. But let's just say there could be some firmness there that is not there. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> stomach, no, stomach, no, hair. that stomach. sounds. Terrible. Yeah. Did you bad. just revisit yeah. what you no, said? No. Uh, yeah. So I'm yep. older. Than that. I'm older. I'm some loose skin. So, um, good gracious, this show's off the rails. Um, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will do this. If Tennessee beats Georgia, I will jump in the Tennessee River with one of those god awful checkerboard um, bibs. No, that just a bib, a bib only. No, the um, the, the, the overalls. They're called oh yeah, bibs. the overalls. I've never called, I heard yeah. them called bibs. They're called bibs. Yes. Okay, if everybody on here likes, subscribes, and shares, and shares right now, then I'm going to take your word for it. I will. I will do that. If Tennessee beats Georgia, I will go down to Calhoun's. I will wear the. Big or the big orange checkerboard overalls that I've never heard them called bibs in my 48 years on this planet. But Amanda's smarter than me, so if she says so, I will. I will do that. And I think yes. that's what they're called on the like. If you go online to buy them, I think it's called. They're called bibs. Bibs with a yeah. I mean, I mean, I might as well throw a swim cap on. And at that point, I'm totally embarrassing myself anyway. Why aren't you? Yeah, what do you have to do? What What is your side of the bet? I don't have to do anything because I said from the beginning that Tennessee would beat Georgia. So I don't okay. have to do anything. You're the one that said they wouldn't. I don't have I to be, say they I wouldn't. I just say I'm not at that point. I'm a week by week picker, and I'm the first to tell you that I'm absolutely horrible at picking games. 
I think come up with something on the message board. Amanda has to do something if she's wrong. No, you have to do something. Right. Wait, I have to do something if I'm wrong and Georgia beats Tennessee. No, if you're if you're if you're wrong, yes. If Georgia beat yeah, if Georgia beats Tennessee, you have to jump in the Tennessee River with the with the overalls. Are you in? No, I'm not in. I'm in. Are you not in? No. Why would I celebrate George's victory? That doesn't make any sense. It's not a celebration. It's just, uh, hey, um, a fun thing to do if this happens. No, I'm not jumping in the Tennessee River. I am not insane. Please. Everybody get on the message board now and beg Amanda to do this. I'm I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to don the I'm serious and there will be video of it and I will wear a big orange speedo and I will absolutely put on the overalls of Tennessee beats Georgia and I will jump in the Tennessee River. I okay, I will not jump in the Tennessee River. The reason why is because I freeze. Like I'm freezing in 70 degree weather. I'm not jumping in the river. I you will can- have I will have on hand as something I will have blankets and everything and we'll work it out with Calhoun's where you can get right in there. Right inside. No, I no. No. Come on. I'll do, I will do something else. If you want me to do I mean, I don't know what else I could do, but I, I will do something else that doesn't require freezing my rear end off. TK81. Come on, Amanda. So y'all are- Mountain Red, she'll be she'll she'll get eaten by one of those carps. They'll ignore Dave. That's probably true. Um, there's no greater cause than sports, Chris says. Peer pressure works. Come on, before the end of this program. Let's no. agree to this. Do you Amanda, see what Don you made, said? You made the pick your way ahead of the game. I know. Why should I get punished if it doesn't come off? Is the sixth most polluted river in America. Pat McAfee might have cancer now. I studied environmental geology at UT. That Okay, that is true. There's a sewage plant right down upstream um, that dumps stuff. Okay, so can we say Norris Lake? In all seriousness, Norris Lake, because that's where I was born and raised. And that's clean water. So that's that's it. All right. So we're good. So Amanda will wear if uh, she will wear the orange overalls if Georgia wins and jump into Norris Lake after the game. And if Tennessee wins, then I'll do it. How about that? Are you in? Fine. Yes. If I die or if I get pneumonia, it is on you. (laughs) I have really long hair. They will take care of you. I got the perfect spot to do it. I got a couple of friends who have those uh, floating houseboat thingies. Yeah. Chris has best show ever. Thank you, Chris. Let's get to this day in sports history. Uh, This day in sports history, I again want to thank Brittany for putting these together. These have been so, so fun. So, um, and honestly, I struggled like way back into the summer finding these. So Brittany was able to do it. And she did this, uh, there's a thing called a spreadsheet that she was able to do even. (laughs) I don't, I, Brittany invented a spreadsheet. I'd never heard of that before. 
1990, Tennessee performed the first vol walk prior to the Alabama game. Three weeks prior, Coach Johnny Majors and the Vols found themselves in the middle of the Tiger Walk before playing Auburn and decided to adopt the event for Tennessee. I did not know that at all. Wow, Brittany. That's high heat right there. Alabama defeated Tennessee 9-6. to I remember... One of my earliest football memories, I guess I would have been 16 at the time, and wondering why everybody was acting goofy as the day went on, probably because of alcohol was involved. And my parents apparently couldn't find a sitter because I was the only kid there. And um, I guess I was like 15. And I was the only one that wanted to actually watch the game. And so I watched the game and paid attention to it. And I do remember that 9-6 Alabama win. Tennessee, if I remember correctly, was lining up for – guys, help me with this. Tell me if I'm wrong, but Tennessee was lining up for a game-winning field goal that was about 34 yards. It This had every bit, Amanda, because you're younger than me, the feel of the, the kick-six game um, because Tennessee's lining up for about a 34-yard game-winning field goal, and it's 6-6. Six to six. And it was not only blocked, but it was bobbled, and like two people couldn't scoop it up, and it went – like 40 yards the other direction. So in one play, it went from one team. If I'm remembering this correct, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but Tennessee went from kicking about a 34-yard field goal for the win in one play to Alabama had enough time to kick a 34-yard field goal for a win in one play. It it went that far. People were trying to scoop it. And if anybody would have just fallen on it, it would have been a tie because those were the years of ties. That's so right weird. Game, aren't I? It was, I, I don't. It was every bit as weird as that kick six game. Like every bit as biz- the ending was every bit as bizarre. And you're like, did that just happen? And I remember every the party was over. You know like, what I do want to say though. Is that about you're jumping Norris Lake? No, I shouldn't be jumping in Norris Lake to because Tennessee should beat Georgia. However. What I do want to say is there have been years where it seems like teams just have like basically luck and and they win just based on chance. Auburn, 2013. I don't know how many times they just had something fall into their lap. I do want to say this is not that for Tennessee. Tennessee's not getting lucky on things. It's not um it's not any any of that it's it's just it seems like Tennessee is is doing this and getting stuff done because they are talented because they're coached well because of all of this it's not like Auburn where sorry I know it's Auburn but I you remember in 2013 where there was a pass you know to a a Georgia defender was going to intercept it and it bounced off of him and Auburn caught it randomly and ran it in for a touchdown to win the game. And then the kick six in 2013, all that crap. Like this is not that team. So I just wanted to say that because people are, people are like, Oh, they're getting lucky. I, they're not getting lucky. They're winning. That's there's different. This day in sports history brought to you by our friends at Owl's Nest Barbecue. Owl's Nest Barbecue there in Ottawa is a fantastic place for you to uh, 
uh, pick up your barbecue supplies, whether you're going to and from the area. It's right off the interstate. Owl's Nest Barbecue has the Green Mountain Grills as well that are fantastic. You can just set it and forget it. And they have the sauces and the rubs. They're absolutely phenomenal. Owl's Nest Barbecue. All right, there we go. So somebody's jumping in Norris Lake. No, Don says not, not Norris Lake. Chris says, Amanda, did you go to Farragut? You seem uh, bougie. Bougie? Bougie. What does that mean? <laughs> bougie means like... Uh, Primpy? Yeah, like that. No, I did not go to Farragut. I'm from Nashville. I did not go to Farragut. Um, but Don said that Norris is even worse. No, it's not. Yeah, Don, give us a body of water Pitt? that's safe. Why don't I go Brad Pitt there? What's in the box? My, my son, who's really into film, watched that movie Seven. You've seen that movie, right? I haven't, actually. Well, I won't ruin it for you. But it has go the most, to Fort Loudon. Just He said just cow crap is in Fort Loudon. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, if you haven't seen Seven, my son wanted to see that because it was highly acclaimed. But the ending of it is so disturbing that you will not be able to think about anything else for the rest of the day and probably have nightmares. It is that disturbing. I'm already stuff that goes on appears already terrifying. I don't need to add to it. Fair. I used the line yesterday because I always get this. People say you look familiar. I get that a lot. Um, and I, you know, it's not James Woods, but I always say okay. yeah, I get Brad Pitt a lot. And usually people laugh that off. But I was having some shirts tailored yesterday because I'm not as bad as I was. And um the the guy just didn't think it was funny at all. He goes, "You don't look at all like Brad Pitt." Just dead serious. He's like, Did he "I tell know you, it. you look like Megan Rapino." <laughs> it's like you always got the Megan Rapino in your back pocket. Here I am asking questions at SCC Media Days, and uh, people are talking about me looking like uh, Megan Rapino. Yeah, well, I'll put on some good weight since then. All right, so let's uh, let's get to it. It is time for message board bingo. Here is the way it works, and it's pretty simple. Message board oh, bingo. Back. Yeah, message board bingo. You can win a free subscription to the adult dating website that just will not go away <laughs> on our message board. No, that's not true. You can win. A gift certificate to Craft Treats, and your dog will be happy for it. Your wallet will appreciate it. And I'll tell you about Craft Treats. It's the chill pills that are the bomb. The chill pills are absolutely phenomenal, available at Craft Treats. Don't forget, you save 20% at checkout with the exclusive code off the hook. That's off the hook. And man, Craft Treats and the chill pills are great for your pet's digestive issues, arthritis issues or whatever the case may be, and uh, also anxiety issues, which we see a lot of. So it is time for Message Board Bingo. It is the game show that's uh, sweeping the planet, at least the region. All right. If this team beats Bama Saturday, Ole Miss wins the West, not 100%. Choose who we cheer for wisely, boys. If and bye, this, Brittany. If this team beats Bama Saturday. This is, it's just as, that's the title. If this team beats Bama Saturday, 
Ole Miss wins the West. Not 100%, obviously. But choose who we cheer for wisely, boys. Okay, so John, John says Mississippi State. John's right. It is Mississippi State. All right, John, you're our winner. So here is my email. And I'm going to hook you up with a gift certificate to Craft Treats. And you need to pick up the chill pills, make your pet and wallet happy. So there's my email. All right. Well, let's get another one in here. It is message board bingo. Which school had this post on their message board? Public fan support for Dion as coach needs to happen at the remaining home games. Either a chant or signs or shirts. Thank our coach for trying for trying and wish him well, but make it clear the fans want Dion and make it clear on TV. That's how we make this happen. I think I know who it is. John says Auburn. Yes. John, John you can't win twice in a day. Kevin, just somebody else top in Auburn. I'll hook you up. Volunteered did. Oh, okay. Volunteered D77. Uh, then you you can win as well. My email is right there. So email me and I'll hook you up. Again, brought to you by Craft Treats. And uh, they are phenomenal. Tonight, we got NFL football. Who plays tonight? Oh, God. It's. I don't even check anymore because it's always such a bad matchup. You get matchup. confused by the streaming? Is that what it is? Does that throw you off? No, it's, it's been so bad. It's Saints at Cardinals, so it shouldn't be that bad this week. But it has been like the worst of the worst on Thursday nights. Like just terrible. Yeah. We just talked um, We just talked about Cliff Kingsbury, so he'll be in action. Great place to watch the game tonight. Big Orange Phillies. Hang out, watch it. Should be an exciting game. Actually, that is a pretty good matchup. So get to Big Orange Phillies. They are family-friendly, and they have billiards. They have darts. They're in the North Knoxville area, Maynardville Pike, and it's easy to get to from Maynardville. It's easy to get to uh, from a number of different places. How about Powell Halls? And it's awesome. The food is fantastic. Have a very blessed day, everyone. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.